0: Well, kia ora, hello, and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Oh, it's just so good to be able to see all your smiling faces. Like the ladies are saying it's so good, especially like right up the back. I feel like I could almost hug you guys, so that's quite good, eh? Yeah, um, if you are sitting at the back and you want to sit further forward, there are still some um seats up here. If you want to wriggle on up, you're welcome, but no pressure. Um, yeah, are we all doing good, good to be together, eh? Worship together and uh. Um, uh, just a, a huge shout out to all those kind of working behind the scenes to kind of make the realities of today you know mobile church um, uh, happen, so uh, particularly Blair and Neil who are leading the charge on our setup up team, all the production guys and worship team that were in here at seven thirty this morning, uh, getting things set up and uh, and rolling and happening and just honestly like it 's um, it's, it's kind of uh, days like this that you're immensely proud of the people that you work alongside, you know, that you serve alongside. Uh, just done such a phenomenal job of just being really adaptable uh, and just going with the flow. So can we thank all those that were involved behind the scenes, you guys are amazing. Seriously amazing. It's awesome. Hey, um, uh, it, it, is, it's, it is great to see you. If we haven't met, I'm Stanley. Uh, I'm the associate pastor uh, here at Coast Vineyard. If you were looking for Matt and Jacinda, uh, you missed them. Uh, they are our lead pastors. They're away on sabbatical at the moment. Uh, and so they are going to be back kind of mid-July. Uh, and uh, it just it, it's, honestly, it's just a great opportunity for them to be able to take a little bit of a step back, reflect, refresh, Uh, Just for this next season ahead, it's a... It's a, if you haven't been around church life uh, for a long time, you might be like, well, oh, what's kind of a sabbatical thing? It's, a, it's quite a regular thing that churches set up for their, for their leaders, for their pastors and so forth, so that about every seven years, uh, they can actually take a, a, a decent stint of a period of time out uh, to be able to stay healthy, stay fresh, uh, you know, stay, stay, um, stay in the groove, so to speak. And so they're doing that right at the moment. I'd love you to be praying for them. Uh, is there a way? Uh, uh, yeah just praying that, that that those things would happen that they uh, they would genuinely just you know have that time of refreshing and so forth and uh, for the rest of us uh, like the uh, like the ladies said. Um, we've got a, just a really cool, uh, I'm really excited about the next uh, couple of months, uh, especially kind of our Sundays, this whole winter collective thing that we're starting with Lyndon next week. Uh, we've got some guys from outside of our, c- our community, inside our community are going to be sharing uh, and it's going to be fantastic. Uh, so just obviously just really encourage you to be involved and engaged and keep on up to date with what's going on. But today, uh, we are wrapping up our Life in the Vine series. Uh, so if you have been uh, with us over the last little while, you know that over the last kind of month or so, we've been doing this Life in the Vine series. All this, this idea, this intention of, you know, how do we do life with God? You know? What, what sort of rhythms, patterns... Uh, What things do we need to have within our world so that we can actually move from just a a sort of a head knowledge understanding or a a good idea to actually making life with God continue to breathe life and health and all things that are good uh, just in relation to our life with God, life of faith. It's not always kind of that straightforward, eh? And, and and kind of, you know, what it boils down to in terms of what we want to do as a church is we want to be moving towards Jesus. We want to be moving towards God. And so this sort of quite practical stuff in a way is really super important uh, because of the life that it leads us to. We can do all the bells and whistles, we can put on some fancy lights, we can play some songs. But actually, it's all here to be able to lead us towards Christ. So we've um, we've kicked off this series looking at John fifteen, you know, this invitation that Jesus gives us to abide in the vine, to do life in the vine. You know, Jesus himself refers to himself as the vine. He is the vine that we can step in as individuals, uh, but also as a community, as you know, corporately. We can step into that uh, life in the vine with him, to abide with him. In verse 4, just a refresher, reminder, it says this in the message version. Jump on to that next slide, that's the cue. <laughs> <laughs> Live in me, make your home in me, just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine. You can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. So we kicked off with this invitation. Then uh, in the next week, if you cast your minds back, Jacinda talked about specifically these, these rhythms and patterns. These things. Uh, She dug particularly into setting up a, a rule of life, um, and if you were away a couple of weeks ago, I'd, I'd really encourage you to listen to the podcast or go and watch the, uh, watch the message on YouTube. Uh, just just unpacking how it is that we can kind of set up these patterns within our lives got you know, got quite practical in it. One of the things that was um, super helpful within that w- that she was sharing about was the resources that you can tap into uh, and so she talked about a couple of specific websites that you go to i 'm not sure if you 've had a chance to kind of go and do that but i 'd really encourage you to uh, and they are they are super practical their they're, they're, they're practical wisdom for how to do this. You, m- you might want to explore some different ideas, some different ways of doing life with God. Uh, and so I'd re- you know jump onto those websites and actually let your ideas be sparked. And also a couple of great books uh, that were there as well. Uh, and just, just, just good ways of doing it. Then, then last week, we had uh, obviously Mother's Day. Uh, Amy Walker was, uh, was speaking to us. And although kind of not specifically as part of the you know, series as such, I just love, you know, she was talking all about dreams, uh, you know, those things uh, that God puts within our hearts uh, to kind of lead us into the the seasons ahead. And I, I loved that, even though it wasn't kind of part of the specific series as such, just how well it married into what we're talking about, right? You know, like that if we are living life with God, connected to God, connected to the vine, then actually those are the types of things that flow out that we are able to step into those things that God you know, puts within our hearts and those dreams that he plants in our heart. But today, today we thought that it would be, um, well, we're gonna wrap up the series, but we thought that it would be fun uh, and also insightful to invite a few people up uh, to have a bit of a conversation around how do we do it. We, honestly, with a series like this, topic like this, we can go in all sorts of different directions but we thought that it would be really uh, helpful to just have a bunch of people tell us what it looks like for them. Sound fun? Not a good idea. All right. So let me pray, and then um, and then I invite, invite them up. God, we we thank you for being together. What a gift that it is. Uh, we certainly don't take it for granted. And God, we just we're talking about something really important. And uh, I, I just pray that through. Um, these, these next few minutes, but beyond that, throughout our lives, Lord God, that you would, you would stir us, you would lead us, you would encourage us about finding a way to connect well with you. We thank you for what a gift that it is to be able to do that, Lord. But we also acknowledge the challenge that it is at times. Life being pulled in all sorts of different directions, but God, we want to recenter ourselves on that basic foundation of inviting you into our worlds and doing it with you. So speak to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said, "Amen." Amen. Awesome. Well, why don't uh, why don't I invite the panel uh, up to come and share with us? They know who they are, so it's all right. <laughs> So we've got Nathaniel climbing over the seats, that's awesome, Susie Young, Steve Plummer and Nikki Skinner is going to come. We're all just going to have a little chat, a little sit-down chat. Should we welcome them? Yes. <laughs> hey team, welcome, 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 welcome. Hi. Doing all right? Um, so we thought that, uh, you know, kind of, you know, nice little lounge room sitting here, eh? What, we were, what we're kind of going for this morning is, is life group, all right? So uh, we have a bunch of fantastic life groups uh, that, that happen over, uh, you know, through the life of the church, and this is kind of a window in to uh, perhaps what uh, might happen in people's lounge rooms on a regular basis, and just having a conversation around just practically kind of, you know, how do we move this from being something that we talk about to something that actually shapes us, shifts us. Something that we do within our lives. But before we before we get there, why don't we um, introduce ourselves? Who are you?
1: I'm Nathaniel. <laughs> um,
0: what do you do with yourself, Nathaniel?
1: Um, I'm just finishing my PhD in electronics engineering. Um, yeah. Fancy. <laughs> yeah. Never mind.
2: <laughs> um, kia ora, everyone. Um, I'm Susie. Um, I think you're the young mum and I'm the old mum <laughs> here on the panel. <laughs> Um, I've got two sons who are 28 and 25, um, and I used to be a maths teacher, but then I realised I was far too pretty to do maths, so I couldn't <laughs> do anymore.
0: Don't be offended any, <more. laughs> <laughs> any maths, life. You know?
3: um,
2: no. I'm currently working as a counsellor, and I run my own business, and I specialise in couples counselling. Cool, awesome.
3: I'm Nikki, and I have the noisy eight-month-old up there <laughs> who literally pulled out my earrings like. 10 seconds before I just came down the, <laughs> the um, alleyway there. Um, and I also have a three-year-old and I am a pediatric emergency nurse when I'm not on maternity leave. Right. Yeah.
0: I am not, oh. Keep going. Thank
4: you. Well, I'm not a mum, in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> um, I was the one that uh, went to Orewa just to make sure there was nobody else down there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you, Steve, <laughs> uh, appreciate that.
4: And I am married to the beautiful lady up there in the green, so Sarah, and I have three kids, uh, 12 to 15, and uh, one of them is on lights today, I think, so he was joking about making me the only one lit up, so... (laughs) 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 And uh, I run a business, I've been almost in uh, business for five years, and uh, have nine staff.
0: Nice. Thanks, Steve. Um, So... Let's just kind of start. Why is it hard, or is it hard? What are, kind of, you know, in general, in general terms, you know, why do we as people find it sometimes difficult to be able to connect well with a cosmic god? <laughs> um, but maybe for you personally, kind of, um, Susie, why don't you, why don't you kick us off?
2: Um, kia ora. I suppose I can only say from my point yeah, of sure. view how I've found it hard. Two things. Um, The busyness of life, so those years when I was at home with the kids, and those years that I was working full-time and doing church leadership and running cell groups and sports every evening, that was hard. Mm -hmm. That, you know, just a really difficult place to try and connect with God. But then I think the other big thing that has stopped me from connecting with God, and the thing that I've had to overcome personally, um, is this idea that fear is the thief of intimacy. Right. So, for me, it was not knowing who God was um, and afraid to come to him because I felt not good enough. And I was afraid that if I revealed my true self to anyone, they would run away from me. Mm. So, for me, it's been an unlayering of the learning who God is Mm. and the learning that I am his beloved that I've had to overcome.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
4: Yeah, I I think for myself, um, maybe from a guy's perspective, sometimes you kind of think you have it all together, that you you don't really need to um, make yourself vulnerable. I think it can be a tough time for for males particularly. And um, learning to be teachable, being teachable, and also being open to the fact that you aren't perfect, that you don't know everything. And... uh, You know i think guys i know this is very general but um always look to have the solutions and sometimes the reality is we don't and making yourself vulnerable to you know the ultimate god and making it real and i think that's the thing is um over the years and just thinking back on my relationship with god how you can create this kind of um it's almost like becoming this religious type of process which doesn't actually do anything to your heart. Mm. So for me, um, taking a step back and actually saying, I need to be real with God, and need to be real with myself as well, um, and I think those are the things that start to help you develop a relationship with God beyond just, it's an it's a external being, and here I am, and I'm kind of relating to this entity out there, as opposed to having a direct, relative, a relevant relationship with a, with a God who cares for you. I think it's been a great series because of um, being in the vine works both ways. You know, you have to draw off the vine, mm-hmm. but the, also the vine has a purpose, and that's to produce fruit. And so God is looking for each of us um, in his master plan to be productive in mm-hmm. the things of God so that, you know, his, his plan can be fulfilled. Awesome.
3: Yeah, so um, in my... I don't actually like using the word busy, <laughs> um, but I guess it, you know, accurately describes what um, being a mother of young children is like. Um, you feel quite time poor. But to be honest, I think the thing that keeps um, me personally from, um, you know, like a vibrant relationship with God, is actually limiting my own self to how I think it should look like. Right. so and Jacinda's been amazing um, in terms of ca- like counseling me through this um, because traditionally when I was single, even before I was married actually, um, I uh, my friends will often um, call me quite disciplined and I am that's one of my one of my five strengths in terms of you know strength finders um, and so I would I would have this beautiful, quiet time where I would, you know, journal and I would, um, you know, pray and, and be fed and read the Bible and all that kind of thing. And so it almost became, I guess, kind of, kind of almost like the only way that I knew how to connect with God. And then all of a sudden I was married and I, you know, had this Child who was literally sucking, not sucking, the life, <laughs> sucking the life out of me, but sucking my time, and and I and I couldn't, I couldn't connect to God in the way that I was so accustomed. And so for me, it was um, getting out of my own way and realizing that there's actually so many more more ways that I can, in the mundane things of your life, connect with God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the biggest block for me is. Uh, what I perceive to be connecting with God. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe maybe if we kind of move a little bit from there, like, what is it? What is, like, you know, we talk about wanting to have this good life in the vine, this, this good relationship with God. What is that? You know, what, what is it? What is connecting well with God? What does it look like? What, is, what does that even mean to you?
3: At the moment, for me, it's... Um, Honestly, sometimes it's just remembering to invite him into what I'm doing. <laughs> it's as simple yep. as that. Um, I find if, for example, the only thing that I have time to do in that day is put a worship song on with the kids going crazy, you know, and, and just kind of lose myself in that three minutes of worship, yeah. um, that's sometimes got to be enough, Yeah. you know? Um, yep. And of course he can work through that. And of course he can minister to me yeah. um, and give me what I need to be able to parent well that day, or whatever I'm doing. Um, Because, yeah, it's definitely, I think one thing for me that has been working at the moment, and of course it's not going to work for very many more months, because my child is literally starting to move, um, is she will wake up at 5.30, and I, for a a few months, (laughs) um, resented that quite significantly. Um, (laughs) But now, (laughs) now I'm using it as an opportunity to be awake before my three-year-old, because, then it's all over, over. Um, But be awake when she can be quite contented sitting there, and that's when I actually get to, you know, do a bit Mm -hmm. of journaling and do what I used to, um, used to really fulfill me up, and so I'm getting that. And that's going to change very soon, Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm at a stage where I'm okay with that, and I'm no longer guilt-ridden with, yeah, it not looking like I want it to. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
0: What about for the rest of us? Like, what is... What what does a good connection with God even sort of mean to you? What does that look like?
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, for me, I find a lot of the time I make myself really busy and then spend a lot of time not connecting. And then I kind of feel guilty about that. And then it's a vicious cycle. But the times when I do connect with God, a lot of the time it's a lot more casual than I make it out to be in my head. Like, a lot of the time, you kind of make it that, oh, I've got to sit down, and read my Bible, like, really study it properly, and write things down, and listen to X number of worship songs. And it can be really off-putting, like, putting these almost, like, standards upon yourself yeah. and thinking, this is how I connect with God. Whereas, like, in reality, a lot of the connection with God I have is just in the car or in the small moments, just muttering away to mm-hmm. God and myself, like... Yeah. Things happen, and just kind of like in my head, or mutter away to myself, and then you you know you kind of just listen to a worship song in the car, and then you're like, oh, and like that was nice. Yeah. And it's it's like I think connecting with God doesn't need to be anywhere near as formal and difficult as sometimes we make it, yeah. or in my case anyway. And like definitely over the past few years, a lot of a lot of my journey with, I guess. Becoming in the vine yeah. has been um, just giving, like, like relaxing a bit about it, and giving myself a bit of grace for I don't have to be so strict, and feel bad when I don't spend time
4: with God. Mm. I, I think um, the, the scripture, His mercies are new every morning, mm. uh, quite for for me, because you know you, when I was younger I thought, well I've missed out on spending X amount of time with God, so i better make up for it next. the next day. Well, what happens if you miss the next day? Mm-hmm. So it was this whole thing of putting myself under this pressure of saying, well, I've got to do this to kind of please God. Mm-hmm. So I've missed this bit, so i better add this bit in um, to make up for it. And the thing is, God doesn't sit there going, gee, you really failed on that one. Yeah. You know, his mercy's in you every morning. So we can put ourselves under a lot of guilt trying to make up for it by basically going back into you know, doing work to thinking that we please God. And I think that's a false premise to start with. But at the same time, we shouldn't use that for the purpose of going, well, you know, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, um, it's actually for our benefit, for our good. And sometimes I think we miss that in the picture to say, well, we're doing this to please God. Actually, no, we're doing it to to draw deeper into God Mm -hmm. and to take that which he has uh, for us because it's life changing. So, one of the things that I, um, in a previous uh, church, and I I think this is really helpful, and certainly for me, is uh, the thing called SOAP. Some of you would probably have heard of that, and that's scripture, observation, application, and prayer. So, you know, the idea originally was you take the scripture, you write down, journal. I do a little bit of journaling, but it's not um, probably anywhere near to where it could be or should be. Um, But I do that. If I'm thinking or, or mulling over a scripture, or a group of scriptures that come to my mind when I'm praying, I use that for the purpose of okay, so what is it, what am I seeing here, what are the things that seem to be pulling out of what I'm, what I'm thinking about or, or reading, and how does that apply to me today, you know, how does it apply personally to me, uh, what does it mean for me looking outward um, to either my community, for the, to my work colleagues, to, colleagues, to my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that really encouraging. The other thing that I have found really encouraging is um, using your shower time for worship. So put on the old Spotify. <laughs> we have a nice little lip on the shower, so I put that on, and, and you know, it, it doesn't take long when you, uh, you know, if you open yourselves up to um, worship and the words that are spoken out of that, to connect really quickly to God, and then from there flowing into to a time of prayer, even if it's just getting changed and being mindful and. And purposeful about what you're doing.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm struck on the word that you said, what does a good connection look like? Yes. So I'm starting to think, well, what does good look like? Yeah. And, and if God is the river, he is the very water that quenches us and flows yeah. in us, then is good coming to the river for a sip when mm. you need it and you're dying of thirst? That's good. Is good going into the river and washing and bathing? That's good. Mm. Is good lying in the river and soaking Mm. and diving deep and dwelling and playing in the river? That's good. Mm. And I'm kind of thinking that all the practices that we do in whatever stage of life we're at and all the ways that we try and connect are good. Mm. Like, if I think about me and Craig, like, we're we're in a relationship. We're trying to connect. Mm. And it's good when we send each other a message in the morning and say, I got this on the stuff quiz. And it's good when we have those moments of date nights and, and deep conversation, or we sit in the spa. They're good. Mm. So the small moments are yeah. as good as the deep
0: intimacy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very good. Yeah. yeah. And almost like that sense of. Like you say, mindfulness or consciousness of of God you know as you as you walk through your day being mindful of of the fact that he's with you and that that might not be able to be kind of um, put down into a box of a certain period of time or a certain activity as such, but it's just that that sense of God with us
2: yeah. in um kind of in relationship counseling, we have this thing for is a relationship good, and um there are four indicators that uh you can turn in the relationship for acceptance. This is the ABCs. Acceptance, belonging, comfort, and safety. Okay. And I was thinking, well, that kind of relates to God too. Those, <laughs> yeah. those four areas that I can come to him to be fully, fully accepted, no yeah. matter what I bring is acceptable. Um, I belong to him, this deep commitment that he has to me and me to him. Yeah. Um, I can come to him for comfort and I am safe in him mm. as well. Then maybe they're good.
0: Yeah. So we've talked a little bit already, um, but how do you actually do that? Um, within your own lives or stuff that you've seen, what, what kind of works for you to build that sort of thing within your worlds?
3: One thing that I think is vitally important in every season, to be honest, but um, particularly in young motherhood is um, community. Um, and community with people that are doing in the same season as you, unfortunately, like (laughs) people that know how hard it is. Because honestly, sometimes, like, even if you just, you know, connect with people that you know have the same values, even if you don't even talk about God, being with those people is ministering to your soul. Right. Um, You you see each other's struggles and you just get it. Um, So... um, we have, you know, like a daytime kind of catch up with other mums from this church. Um, and often, you know, we don't actually do anything churchy, um, but it's connection and it's community. And those little God conversations will often come up amidst the chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a, there's another, a Tuesday night um, bedtime club where um, mums get together and it's a little bit more formal. Um, and Susie came along when we very first started that. It was Do the best remember? thing ever. Yeah. I was the old <laughs> mum at
2: the young mum's group, and I loved it. Yeah, and yeah. she
3: held my now three-year-old when she was a baby and would go to sleep in the capsule, no longer, obviously, um, and I just remember that. So there, there is kind of more formal stuff, and then there's more not formal stuff, but um, for me, evenings are not working at the moment, so what I've found to kind of bridge the gap is I'm doing a Bible study with... Um, some friends online. So we're working through this stuff on our s- during the week and what is meant to take a week is we're m- gonna make two weeks. Um, and then every second Friday we get together and we watch um, together a Zoom video. One's in America, one's in Auckland. Um, and then during the week we're using a um, kind of, it's called Marco Polo, it's just like a Hi. thing. And we just talk about what we've got out of that particular day. So it's, and that's kind of what's working for me. Mm. So yeah, it can look any, like anything. Yeah. But I think community is um, having an outlet to be able to share what's going on is yeah. so
0: important. Amazing the wisdom of God, eh? You know, like um, within society now, we're so targeted towards the individual, yet we, we actually know how important the corporate is um, but just the wisdom of God you know right from the get-go of recognizing it's not good for man to be alone actually that's 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 so true for our walk of faith as well it's yes it is personal but it's what's the saying it's private but not personal or well, pers- one of those you know <laughs> you do it individually but also um, corporately yeah it's good What about for others? What kind of works?
1: Um, So I'm very busy most of the time and I'm out most evenings and uni all day. But I find, like, for me, I have to be slightly intentional about it else it completely falls by the wayside. So church is really good for that and life groups. Join a life group, they're great. Um, (laughs) um, Because those are set times where you're like, I'm here for community. I'm here to meet with God and such. But, like, I also find this real helpful just every couple of weeks or every couple of months just to, like, pause and look at oneself and be like, okay, hang on, like, how am I actually spending time with God? Mm-hmm. Am I spending time with God? How can I do it better? Um, because else it just gets forgotten. And then you get six months down the track and you're like, I feel so distant from God. Yeah. I haven't spent time with God. Um, and, yeah, like, just setting aside small chunks of time where trying to use those regularly I yeah. find quite helpful because yeah. else, like I say... Doesn't happen sometimes. Yeah,
0: Steve, uh, you run your own business. You've got a number of staff. You've got um, teenage kids. Um, you've got a wife that needs a lot of looking after. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, I know that you're a really intentional person. What you know for you, what's what sort of works for you? How do you set it up well, for? I, a I win? think
4: one of the key things for me, and always has been, um, I guess I was raised in in this mindset is out of all of the things that you can do, church is certainly one of the keys. And when I say church, this is obviously part of the church. Whether you're inviting another family into your home, that is church. Um, And it's about using the opportunity, have obviously, to learn something, Um, particularly in a corporate setting like this, worship. um, You know, it's amazing just how much you can, um, just the energy that comes out of that that can go into the week ahead. Um, and, and also being mindful when you do have another family or families or people over it's great to have you know lunch, dinner whatever it is and just shoot the breeze but what out of that and I, I think in my mind and my wife's really good at this whether it's intentional or not I've never asked her but um, it's before, before somebody leaves are they better off in their relationship with you and, and God so is there something that you can do even if it's just a one minor thing mm. that you could do to encourage somebody else. Can we pray before you go? Mm. My father was really good at that and almost to the point of people going, oh my goodness, not this again. Um, <laughs> singing singing at the airport with people, you know, before we left, that was, yeah, I wouldn't do that. But um, so, so, you know, having that intentionality. The other thing is, um, you know, the word busy and, and we can always say we're busy. We're too busy for this, too yeah. busy for that. But I, I bet you if um, you were going to get a million dollars if you came to church, you'd be here every week. Mm-hmm. So it's about, putting that in context of um, well you know surf's up or whatever it is something else that could take us away but what might you miss out on that could be life-changing for you so just put that in context as well as whatever else it is that might take you away from church or anything else Um, I do a lot of driving for my work I go into the city um, one of the one of the pains um, but anyway so you know I, I have another staff member I often take but if I don't then I use that opportunity um, to connect with God either through listening to some um, worship music or um, getting a bit deeper into um, to praying and so I do that during the day um, as and when I'm traveling around as well so be, being mindful being deliberate in what you are doing um, but also having an attitude of prayer I think and um, being conscious that you know you are not doing life over here by yourself. Mm. Um, it is actually apart from working with other people, you know we are believers. Uh, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. And when we're doing work, being aware of things that God might be speaking to you about, and it's very easy to be focused on what you're doing, and forgetting about that, and then at the end of the day going, oh yeah, that's right. So, so for me, I have a number of staff who aren't believers. Um, there's been opportunities over the years, um, both in this company and, and my previous one, where carefully um, asking somebody when they've had a really difficult situation than you are as a Christian, can I pray for you? Can I mm. do something with you? And I've if, if had somebody else who is also a believer asking them to be part of that. Just um, because you can just go through life, mm. you can do your work, you can do whatever but are you actually being salt and light where you are at? Mm. You know, putting that in perspective as well. It's not just about earning money to have a good life or whatever. It's actually, where am I? Why, does God place, why has God placed me here? What does it mean to me in terms of the context of the people that I'm working with? You know, and challenge yourself. That's mm-hmm. what I try and do. Um, that we're not just here independent of God and Sundays we connect or at Life Group or whatever, but actually we're there being mindful, um, I guess, with an attitude of God, what can I do today?
0: Mm. Yeah, good. I just, um, I, I wonder, sort of, um, just wiring-wise, a little bit. I wonder if there have been for any of you, like, any particular occurrences or, or, or situations that have come up that have that have revealed to you, uh, or kind of a penny drop moment of sort of, ah, oh, that's that kind of works for me. Uh, any anything like that?
2: Um, I'll kind of start there, because just following on from how we do it, I was going to say, oh my gosh, I've got to know who I am. I've got to know my love languages towards God and what makes me tick. So I'm a sensate, um, and I need um, to see and to feel and have all my senses immersed for those really thick moments with God. Um, So... I have a special bench on Oriwa Beach and I call it the Come Meet God bench. And when I go for a walk, I just stop there and I just stop. Um, so maybe when I die, CB, you could create a little bench for me and call it and put a little plaque on it. This was donated by Susie, so you can come meet God. Um, I also have other deliberate. Practices. Sorry, Susie, I'm
0: just thinking if someone's already sitting on the bench, you just come and stand next to it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just waiting, just waiting, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, and, and also, can you just explain sensate?
2: Oh, it's my senses. Okay. So um, meeting God through my senses. Cool. And in doing that, I have a beautiful room in my house that I have created. It's actually my counseling room. And um, I have deliberately made this a space where your senses are soothed and calmed. But the minute I walk into that room and I spend a lot of time in there, I turn on a lamp and that's the practice of inviting the presence of God yeah. into the room. Um, so there are deliberate things that I do to nourish these senses, to move towards God. Um, and there's tons of other deliberate practices. Mm. Um, thank goodness for technology.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I, it just makes sense to me to have a daily devotional come through into my email box. And I, I go to the Henry Nouwen yeah. uh, Society for that, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um sense, I'm not sure like Gary Thomas? Is that, is that where you okay, no, so just, uh, the um, just another um book reference um for you that's that is really helpful. Um Thomas. I've got the nine actually here because I thought it might come up. Uh Naturalist, just you know to the pure, all <laughs> things are pure. Um even the shower. <laughs> 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 It's connecting with God through nature, okay? Uh, the, the, the sensate, the traditionalist, the ascetic, the activist, the caregiver, the enthusiast, the contemplative, the intellectual. So, you know, I don't expect you to kind of take that all in in a moment, but, you know, but just to let you know, just to, that seed thought of there are a bunch of different recognized kind of general ways that we typically connect well with God, what Susie was referring to, and there's a whole bunch of them. And if you don't kind of recognize for yourself what, what is you um, or what are you the mix of, I'd really encourage you to do it because it'll make a big difference. You know, like if you were, if you were trying to do something because somebody else has said this is, works for me, you may well be missing the point, you know, of how God has wired you to be able to connect well with him. So yeah, uh, <laughs> the book is Sacred Pathways, uh, Gary Thomas, yeah. Sacred pathways, yeah, I can pop it up on um, Facebook uh, afterwards, the source of all knowledge, no, no, it's not, so anyway, I'll put it, a... <laughs> take that off the podcast, um, cool, and um, uh, what's changed? Like, you know, you, you recognize kind of different seasons, windows within, within your life, uh, how has is, how is connecting with God changed with you, for you, through the seasons?
3: Yeah, for me, I I feel like I have had to give myself a whole lot more grace. Right. Um, I, yeah, I've ha- had to be maybe a little bit even more deliberate, um, and yet, yeah, just have grace for myself when it doesn't happen, yeah. um, just... Yeah, um, I liked what you were saying about um, the different kinds of ways that you can interact with God um, because, you know, if it's going for a walk to the beach mm-hmm. with your baby in the, you know, um, just getting out a bit of fresh air, for me, something deliberate might be instead of putting on, you know, like a podcast about, I don't know, self-development or something else, I actually choose to just have silence. Right. Um, And that's actually quite hard for me because of my personality, Um, not to have lots of sensory stuff. So um, it was actually quite funny the other day, my battery went flat on my phone. So it wasn't actually even me choosing the silence, but it happened. And I was like, you know what, it's actually probably quite good. And I, instead, I just, yeah, I just prayed and I turned into God. And like, I came back so much more refreshed and so much more... um, peaceful in my soul than had I spent that 25, 30 mm. minutes listening to something that, I don't know, I might have learned something, but like, oh, it was so good. Yeah. yeah so I think, cool. um, yeah, um, being okay that it is a season um, and it's not forever yeah. um, and embracing it for what it is and having, having so much grace for yourself. Mm. Yeah.
0: Good. Any other just little key kind of shifts before we sort of wrap things up? Grab Nathaniel's. There you
2: go. That over the years, I have changed so much. Right. That there have been layers and layers that God has been peeling back, but he has never changed. Right. And (laughs) I suppose what I have learned as he has peeled back the layers, and I've been through lots of seasons, Mm. um, is that I am the beloved, that he is the God who just loves Mm. me. And as he's peeled back those layers, I've been able to see that more and more. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, things change. Yeah. We do change. But God changes us. So that pruning, man, I've been through so many <laughs> Um And so many hard seasons too. Yeah. But God never changed. Yeah.
0: yeah. Beautiful. Anything else to add, guys? Um,
4: I think for me, time, the older you <laughs> get, the more life fills. And when I was a lot younger, um, when I was in my teens, I was very enthusiastic. I, I could spend several hours praying. Um, I don't know how that would work today. But um, I think, you know, we have sometimes a mindset of this is what this should look like. Yeah. And I think that sometimes is a bit of a difficult challenge for us because if we set that as this is required, you know, I've got to spend an hour with God in the morning or whatever, circumstances can change. I sometimes get home at 10 o'clock at night for various reasons of work. And um, so if I had something at night, that would blow out the, the window. Mm. So I, I think sometimes, too, and, and I, I see this with my kids. We pray with our, each of our kids each night. And as soon as you ask them to pray, they start yawning, you know, <laughs> not because they're bored about doing it. But I think sometimes where you do, where, where you focus on God sometimes can impact as well. Yeah. So if you say, well, at night, I'm just going to, you know, lie down in bed and read, read my Bible, you know, Ask yourself, how many times have you read your Bible for 20 minutes and you can't even remember what you read? Mm. You know, maybe you remember about the subject. And so taking a little bit of that off yourself and saying, you know, God can speak to you powerfully through one scripture. Mm. Um, You don't need to have an encyclopedia worth of um, reading because half of it you may not um, remember either. So being purposeful and and what is the purpose of what I'm doing this for? Um, And... Sometimes taking that off yourself, is great to dig into the Word, um, and it's great to spend some good quality time, but life does happen as well. So taking that pressure off so that you don't go, oh, that was a failure, wasn't it? And actually saying, God, today, speak mm. to me out of you know, this, this section or whatever. I'm going through the Psalms at the moment, and sometimes I read a whole Psalm, sometimes I'll just read a, a short piece of it, mm. and then I ask God to speak through, to me during the day about that particular um, yeah. part that I've read. So, yeah, just be encouraged. I I think none of us here have got it in. Just the the fact that we're sitting up the front doesn't actually mean we have it together. probably (laughs) the opposite, actually. Um, You know, we are all on a learning journey, and um, sometimes we can be really hard on ourselves. At the same time as that, we also need to be mindful and purposeful and deliberate about what we're doing so it doesn't just disappear and we don't do anything about it. Very good.
0: Cool.
2: I was kind of thinking that the whole change thing is we also have different needs at right. different stages of our formation. So, you know, imagine if we are, we're a caterpillar. At, at certain stages, we're hungry. We've got to eat every leaf in sight. And at certain stages, uh, we need to rest, and we need to spin that web, mm. and we need to go into that place, perhaps in the dark. And then at other stages, we're a butterfly, and we actually just need to go around mm. and enjoy being. Um, so know what stage you're at. In your formation, because you might have different needs as things change of the father.
0: Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, we could keep chatting about this for a long time, um, but uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Just just so appreciate you um, just being vulnerable, being open to share what it is. And, and, and really, you know, obviously, our, our intention here is just to sow that seed of liberty. Um, you know, you've got, you've got in front of you a, a range of people in different phases and seasons of life. And wherever you are at, um, you know, find your way. And it, it, your life will be so much better off for it. It is so worthwhile doing the hard yards of connecting in well with God. Setting that pattern within your world. It, it, he will breathe life and health into every part of your life. So can we thank these guys? We'll let you go and take a seat. Well done. <laughs> Amazing. And um, maybe if I could ask the uh, worship team to come join me back up on stage. Was that helpful? Good to do, eh? Just, uh, yeah. Be fun to do it a little bit different. Um, I thought just as we, uh, we kind of uh, wrap up this morning, I thought it would just be good just to spend, uh, to spend a moment sort of, um, just giving yourself time and space to be able to uh, just reflect, you know, if there's been something in particular that somebody's said or a, a stirring for yourself. Um, and so I'm gonna ask, uh, team, if we could sing something. Yeah. <laughs> something good. Um, and, just, and just, you know, just in these few moments, just to take a moment to stop and reflect. And then after that, um, or even during it, you know, like if you are sitting here thinking, I just, I'm just really struggling. I'm really, maybe you you feel really distant from God for any particular reason. Maybe you're really kind of new to this whole kind of church life thing, and this is quite foreign to you about doing life with God. Or you've actually been a Christian for a long time but you just recognize the difficulty that you're having right in this season of being able to connect well with God, we would love to be able to pray for you, to be able to pray through that, to uh, just to, to see where God's invitation is for you personally within, within that moment. So why don't, we, uh, why don't we make a racket and all we'll stand to our feet or is all the seats <laughs> flick back. <laughs> Let's just spend a, just a, a little moment just uh, singing and reflecting and then the kids will come in and join us and, uh, and then I'll come and pray. And like I say, if you want someone to stand with you and pray with you, we'd love to be able to do that. So God, we just invite you into this moment. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for the, the range of t- different sort of ideas and ways of doing things that we've just talked about over the last half hour or so, Lord God. But we just pray that you come and just reveal to us personally, you know, what is that invitation that you have for us, uh, for me?